Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. Somehow we've made it to October 2020 or March 200 and something. 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 If, is that a new word? Are you making it is, new words? It is 100% a new word. If you're keeping track that way. No, really. Today is October 10th, 2020, and it has been 213 days, according to Google, since Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson announced that they had COVID. Or it's nine days and billions of dollars in research since Trump and Melania made a similar announcement. But who's counting? Um, in honor of keeping our words so far of an episode a month, we're going to get spooky with you for Halloween. Woo woo. Um, especially since this Halloween is on a Saturday and we can't actually do anything to celebrate except watch Hocus Pocus for the billionth time. Note. If you actually do something to celebrate except watch Hocus Pocus for the billionth time um, and go maybe to a Halloween Rager, we'd urge you to not. Yeah. I think we're still, still in the middle of on, a, a right? pandemic. I don't, I don't know if you noticed that, at least in the US, over 210,000 people have died, which is great. Oh, and uh, because we care uh, for those parents out there, the candy will still be cheap. Everyone who doesn't have a kid has actually gone to Walgreens in October and November, and we can attest that the candy is still cheap. And um, you just might need to tell your kid that they look adorable and keep that, let them just keep ringing your doorbell. I think that's really a pretty fair compromise. And like, I mean, if you get really lazy, you can always just put the bowl on the front step still, and they can just grab the whole thing. Because let's face it, that's what they do. No one has ever gone up to a bowl of candy and been like, I'll just take one. I'm such a great little kid. No, no, no. Even for the rule follower and me, I was like, I'm taking three pieces. Like, I'm getting a like, handful of candy and putting it in my bag. <laughs> no one's watching, right? Okay, yeah, I'm taking the whole thing. Let's go. Speaking of the pandemic, the first week of this month has been nuts. <laughs> but let's not dwell on it too long and move on to our first segment. Also, as a reminder, vote. Um, early voting is coming up. Uh, in Texas this coming week. It's already started in a ton of states, um, and most others are starting in the next week or so anyway. If you are eligible to vote, we hope you have registered already, because at least in Texas and several other states, the registration deadline has passed. Um, so we hope you've registered. Note to check your registration, because in states like Texas, you can just get unregistered for no reason, which is super cool. We love voter suppression. Um, but yes, if you're eligible to vote, please do. And if you're voting by mail, please be sure to sign and date and follow all instructions. Don't take pictures if your state does not allow to you to take pictures of your ballot. It will come back to bite you in the ass, and we don't need that. <laughs> oh, and apparently make sure your signature looks like the one that they have on file. Yes, I saw that. Because John Oliver talked about how, like, even people who are really good at their signatures um, have been told that their ballots were... Uh, not counted, even though everything was filled out because the signature didn't pass. So just yeah, put a little it, bit more effort. Yeah, make it look like, I think, either your driver's license or your passport. I think those are the two that they kind of pull from. So if your signature does not look anywhere near those, maybe practice it a couple times before you sign your ballot. Um, we will be going on a vote date here in woo, the next woo. couple of days to cast our ballots in Texas. And regardless of how you're voting, if you're dropping it off, if you're mailing it, if you're going in person like we are, be sure to mask up and bring plenty of hand sanitizer. We want you to all stay healthy while you're doing your civic duty. 
especially keep in mind that the majority of people that work at polls are in 61 and above. And so they could be more susceptible and they're still trying to help out. And so if you can also volunteer at a polling office, that's awesome. Please do that. Otherwise, just that hand sanitizer and kind of just what you do to protect those people who are just trying to make sure that our election goes off seamlessly, uh, just try to make their lives easier. Be patient too. Yes, be patient. Um, I early voted in our runoffs in July and it went really smooth. I was actually the only one there. I voted on the last day actually of the uh, primary runoff early voting. What a, what a mouthful. Um, and I was the only person there. They, it was like a well-oiled machine. They had styluses for us. They were like, I literally got handed a stylus with a Clorox wipe. Like the dude awesome. had it wrapped in a Clorox wipe. Like, here you go, here's your stylus. And they had a box for you to put it in when you were done with it. So you're wow. not, I wasn't touching the machines. Like it was, it made me a lot more comfortable about voting in November in person. Awesome. Yeah. So, all right. After we've uh, fin figured out our civil duty and uh, civil, is it civic? Civic. Civic. <laughs> civic. My bad, you guys. Who cares? Uh, that can be the name of this episode. No, I'm just joking. Um, let's get into our first segment, shall we? Pop culture consumption for the last month because we're on our schedule. Kind of. It's 35 days. So we did as close to a month, but who cares, right? Who's counting? We, but, we got um, close. We got close. Hey, way closer than eight months. <laughs> way Be definitely beats four, six, and nine months. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta like overperform when you get the chance. But all right, I'll go first. So I'll be honest because of how much there's been going on politically, I've been less into like pop culture. And that's not out of lack of trying, it's just more like there are only so many hours in the day. Totally so I, um, I was, the one thing that's like kind of somewhat new that I've done is I binge watched all of Emily in Paris because I am a huge Darren Star fan. Like I have told every single person I've ever met pretty much to watch Younger because I think that show is phenomenal and I am team Charles all the way, but totally understand everybody else. But uh, Emily in Paris, I enjoyed it. I really like the color uh, palette that Darren Star uses and it made me want to visit Paris without a doubt. For um, sure. I watched it yesterday in real time and it was in real time in real in time real, in no. real life in real okay. time not when you're like listening to this in a month oh, yes. so i don't know i mean i'm gonna edit it now but <laughs> i watched no, I it yesterday it. <laughs> and it was really cute i love lily collins i think she's so beautiful um and i love her eyebrows like, what are those? They're from heaven. Like, They're God perfect. himself made those and said, Lily Collins is already beautiful and stunning and the daughter of Phil Collins. Let's give her the best eyebrows we've ever seen. And at the same time, like, they still look super feminine. It's, oh, like, yeah. the most amazing thing ever because, like, a little bit more and it would be Anthony Davis. Oh, it, it is that same fine time, line. It is a fine oh. line. <laughs> It is the most feminine looking eyebrows ever. But like you said, uh, I think you texted this to us. Uh, Darren Starr loves his tulle skirts, right? He loves a tulle skirt. I counted at least three tulle skirts. And how many? There's eight episodes. Did I watch eight episodes? Yeah. Six episodes? Same. Something. There were like three tulle skirts. Ten, Ten episodes. Um, 
in like the first two episodes alone. <laughs> oh like, yeah, for sure. I tweeted it. I texted our group chat. I was like, Darren Starr loves a tool skirt, y'all. <laughs> but like, I will say, so highly recommend this show because it's only 25 minute episodes, which is like the perfect amount to binge watch too. I've been recommended so many shows. And once they say it's an hour long show, they're like, even if it's eight episodes of an hour long show, I'm like, that is such a commitment for me right now. Like, and one of the things I have also that I've been doing is I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls because you brought it up. And so I had to rewatch basically. And uh, I'm always team Jess forever and ever. And, I'm team uh, Logan. He Okay, I'm fine with that. Just no team Dean. No, Don't Dean is trash. Get out of here. <laughs> he was such a whiny kid. Like, and he was just like, he was nowhere near her intellectual equivalent too. No, which is like he was a big he thing. was a good first boyfriend. I will give him credit for being a good first boyfriend. Once they hook up after the in, when she's in college, uh-uh. Get out of here. He's a trash human. No. He, he was got a trash married human anyways though. He got like, married he was, when he was 18. Who does that? He was also super whiny after they broke up and then was like telling Jess like, "Oh, I'm going to steal her back and all that stuff." And it was just like, "Come on." Like, yeah, no. You had her and you lost her. So Get why out of here. Yeah, just leave, okay? <laughs> so I've done that too. But that also is, once again, it's one hour long episodes or nearly an hour, right? Because commercials used to be there. And I was just like, God, this show, sometimes I like watch the credits only so I know who's in it if I really want to watch it. Like, because they, they tell you. But um, yeah, so I did that. And I also rewatched Hamilton a few times because it's the best thing to have in the background when you're doing stuff that you don't really need to watch. And then um, finally, I like I watched the new the new season of the Great British Baking Show. So if people aren't watching that, are you watching that, Francis? No, I've watched a handful of episodes just in general. Um, I love the name Mary Berry. Um, saw- She's not in it anymore. I know. I apologize for my terrible British accent, but I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't not say Mary Berry. It's too cute. Um, and then I watch on YouTube the Try Guys, and they do every Christmas season. Um, they do without a recipe, and they like last year they did cookies and they've done pie, they did ice cream. So they film those that series like the Great British Baking Show. So I feel like I've watched it, but like a comedic version. Oh, so it's so good. Uh, like I really recommend it to anybody who wants like some wholesome goodness really in their lives because it's like insane like they are the friendliest people in the entire world and like the one thing that's really interesting about the season is like the nba they actually put the contestants in a bubble i heard that that's crazy also keep in mind they don't win anything at the end of this whole thing they win a little like platter of some sort that is like not even made out of anything like valuable it's just a platter if you win and then there's a picnic for everybody to go to like everyone that was kicked out gets to go to this picnic sign me up for that picnic (laughs) i know i will say paul hollywood the guy that's like the one host that's been there the whole time his eyes are the most beautiful things i've ever seen in my entire life and so you watch for that silver fox like that's enough for me but (laughs) what about you francis how's your pop culture been I'm out here working from home just like we all are. I have been catching up on podcasts a lot. I have a backlog as I'm sure most of us do because I know a lot of us listen in our cars and even if you don't have a long commute, you still get a good chunk of podcasts listened to. Um, So I'm playing catch up like months and months of catch up. Uh, And I came home from East Texas last weekend and my Wi-Fi was out. That's cool. So I got uh, another like 24 hours um 
of more podcast listening. And so this is my PSA to catch up on some of your podcasts. Like go back, go back to the last to like, I have stuff from January I hadn't listened to. And I went back to some January podcasts and it like, it made me happy and sad at the same time because I was like, Oh, remember before quarantine when we still could do things? Listen how optimistic they sound because it's the first of the year. <laughs> uh, so optimistic. We were all so naive back then. But please catch up on your podcasts and um, you won't be disappointed. Um, also, music from high school. I don't know when, when y'all went to high school. Kate and I are about a year apart. So we went to high school at roughly the same time. But I have great taste in music, y'all. <laughs> I'm not lying. And to be quite honest, it started in high school. There's great taste in music. Um, I went down a random high school dance rabbit hole a couple months ago. Like, I was real sad and was like, remember when I could dance and was really skinny and cute? <laughs> I'm still cute. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying I'm not cute anymore. But I could dance and I was talented and I was on the dance team. And I found all these DVDs from high school and watched a bunch of my dances and um I started a Spotify list of all the songs I listened and danced to in high school and it's real random because you've got like some Van Halen rest in peace Eddie Van Halen um you've got Rilo Kylie Jenny Lewis anyone I have no idea who these people are you're talking about girl um, I, I did not have the same high school experience as you um my high school experience for music I can completely remember is I was a swimmer in, in high school, college, everything. And there was actually a synchronized swimming team that practiced at the same time as us in oh, the same pool. My so God. I have listened to the song, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. God bless About 7,000 times, I'd say, because they just kept practicing their routine over and over again in an underwater speaker. I couldn't get away from it. So no matter God where I was bless. in the pool, I was hearing the music of Diamonds Are Our Girls. Anyone who has worked at a dance competition can relate to you because do you know how many nine-year-olds have also danced to that? In the <laughs> um, one of my favorite TikTok series, just a complete detour. One of my favorite TikTok series is I cannot for the life of me think of his name but he and his boyfriend do dance entrances on tiktok and they'll do like three or four dance entrances and anyone who has danced or gone to a dance competition or even i think like uh synchronized swimming you've spent time around that the way people enter to the stage or to the pool is so specific and it depends on like your studio or your school or whatever and it is hysterical and these two men do these hysterical entrances on these TikToks. They've done God knows how many, and they've even started doing like an in review and like rating the ones that they've already done. And like, it's hysterical. Um, if I find them, I will tweet them from um, our Twitter account because they're really funny. Anyway, back on to our notes. Congratulations to our mutual queen, Mindy Kaling, on the birth of her second child, Spencer. She on just, my birthday. Yes, on Kate's we birthday, share a birthday, guys. Um, which is the day before Beyonce's birthday. Um, I'm, I'm sure so I'm so proud that I share a birthday with a baby right now, guys. <laughs> like this is a highlight of my quarantine. Is that someone who I uh, follow through social media and have read books of now has a child with the same birthday as me, you guys? I'm I'm really living it up. We love the Ver gang. Um, also, also, we are recording on October 10th, like I said earlier, 
and it is Mental Health Awareness Day. Um, I myself actually spent Thursday night um, taking some mental health screening quizzes to figure out what my issues are. And while I'm not saying like go online and diagnose yourself, um, these were reputable sources that I took the screening through and they just kind of confirmed suspicions that I already had about myself. Um, I'm looking now looking into two therapists to start going to and figuring out how I can get better. I know COVID and quarantine have impacted a lot of us and our mental health. Um, so please be taking care of yourself, reach out to your friends and family, have that support system. If for some reason you don't have that support system, there are a million and one resources online to help you. Um, but I'm going to call out one that I use Thursday night. I use psychologytoday.com. I'm, that's where I found the two therapists I emailed um, and one of them has already gotten back to me. So we can, I'm gonna set up consultations with them. Um, specifically, just to normalize it, let's talk about it. I am dealing with anxiety, depression, and OCD. Um, so let's normalize therapy and talking about our mental health. Yeah, and like just to piggyback off that, like we're in like a Zoom meeting between coworkers, you know, like that's what you do. Let me piggyback off that idea there, Francis. No. <laughs> um, I just started going to actually a small gym and got a personal trainer, which I know sounds bougie as hell. I get it, trust me. But I realized that I suck at accountability. And unless I know someone else will be there, I have to pay someone to not only wake up with me because I would be super pissed if somebody told me to wake up and then they didn't show up. And then the other part is that I know that I'm the only person that he expects to see. And so if I don't show up, he definitely knows I wasn't there. So it's like these two things where I'm always like guilt tripping myself into it. So uh, I highly recommend it just because like, uh, like personal training for one, because I like did a lot of research. I've been thinking about this for a while because of COVID and everything. But like I went to this tiny gym. It's not too tiny. It's like it's big enough that it has like only like two of everything. But at the same time, like we spray down every equipment before we use it and after we use it. So it's kind of like, I want to make sure I leave it perfect when I leave. But at the same time, I don't want to assume that everybody before me has actually already done that. And then like, I think it kind of like piggybacks off the idea of mental health because like, I know for a fact, my own mental health is improved by exercise. And so I've been going through like similar feelings of things like work has been overwhelming and things. So sometimes like punching some dude with boxing gloves can really just help out. So like I support your idea to find a therapist and we, I definitely know that like one of my favorite podcasts, my favorite murder, they talk about working with therapists in the past and just honestly how much it helps. And like, you're right. It's like, we need to figure out a way to survive this amazing year we're having right now. And at the same time, like it is a normal thing. It's the same thing as anyone trying to better their education or they're trying to improve themselves through physical fitness and things along those lines. Like mental health is just another muscle that we need to exercise. So hey. totally agree with this. And now that we've shared another PSA <laughs> uh, about normalizing mental health and discussing it openly and honestly, we want to officially make this our first themed episode. Let's talk about Halloween. Boo. <laughs> Although it's not specifically a Halloween movie, I think my favorite Halloween movie is Corpse Bride. I love Tim Burton and obviously his style is very not gory in like the bloody way, but kind of gore and glamour and black and white and all that good stuff. I just love Tim Burton movies. They're so good, y'all. Um, yeah. What is your favorite Halloween movie, Kate? 
Well, uh, first, before I get into your question, Francis, I want to piggyback off the idea of Tim Burton because I'm all in this piggyback mode here. <laughs> um, no, but he like what's really cool is he uses like the Dario Argento style of filmmaking, which is that whole black and white, but with pops of color. Like you really think about like Edward Scissorhands or like Sweeney Todd, like the reason why the reds always pop out so much is because of the contrast. So yep. it's totally like that Halloween movie kind of sense uh, feeling. So I think it's a Halloween movie, but, and also I can support this even further because uh, when I saw you wrote this question, I had to Google <laughs> it. And uh, I, uh, I found that a lot of Halloween movies are actually just like scary movies. Like they've kind of categorized them all. Oh, wow. So like, well part of me wants to in my, part of me like that child and he wants to say casper because like when i was a little kid and he became a real boy and bill pullman became a ghost i was like eh, do you really need a dad because i was like only a few years younger than christina ricci and i was like damn that boy is cute devin but, sawa can get it still in the year of our lord 2020 devin sawa can get it i don't even know his name but okay you do so that's good to know but devin sawa um, I will not try to Google that because I probably couldn't spell the name Devin or Sawa. But I'll send it to you. It's okay. It's pretty much how you think it is, though. So 90 Day Fiance has a girl named Devin and she spells it super weird. And then I know someone named Devin and they spell it super weird. So I, I wouldn't guess. Anyways, um, but I'd say like the the movie that was Halloween theme and uh, that I loved most from the list of uh, Country Living's 55 best Halloween movies because it was between Town and Country, Country Living, and uh, Good Housekeeping. They are the first three hits of Halloween movies when you Google it. I know. I was like, okay. Uh, they're no all to date. What? No BuzzFeed. No, I know. No Buzz I was shocked. They've these news these magazines have taken over Google searches, okay? They but um, made their their money. <laughs> they have. So I would have to say it, the movie I love is What We Do in the Shadows. Um, it came out a couple of years ago, probably like about ten years ago. I remember seeing it. It is by Jermaine Clement, who is the guy uh, that most people know best from uh, God. What's the name of the the singing duo group? I can't think of it now. Oh my God. Uh, he also played, he was in Moana. He was the snail in Moana. That was what I was going to be like, more commonly, if you have kids, uh, <laughs> a snail in Moana. But um, it's like one of the smartest uh, comedy kind of based movie because it's about like a, a, a family of vampires that live together and there's different types of vampires and you don't really know about it. And now it's a TV show. And the I was going to say, I've heard the TV show is hysterical. It's amazing. There's a reason why I was nominated for Emmys and stuff like yeah. that, even next to Shit's Creek, who won everything, yeah. by the way. Daniel Levy, you're the best. Um, but What We Do in the Shadows, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. But since like both of us kind of chose non-scary movies, and my, my research suggests that scary movies make up Halloween movies. What's your favorite scary movie, Francis? Literally laughing out loud when I saw this question and now. That would mean I've kept my eyes open long enough to watch a scary movie. Um, I am a total wimp. I don't even watch scary movie trailers. I am <laughs> terrified. Um, but I'd have to say The Ring, ultimately. But mostly because when I was in high school, my friends and I made our own version, like junior year maybe, and it's just like the most ridiculous shit. Once you know, like, it's just like when you put like, five 16 year old girls together and make our own version it's just funny <laughs> so for those because this is an audio medium uh francis has ridiculously long hair were you the girl that had i actually was not hair? wow my friends 
in high school, we are no longer friends. And side note, friendship breakups suck. Nobody talks about it enough. Anyway, one of my friends at the time was super skinny, paler than I am somehow. And she had actually black hair and we had a black wig. So she was Samara, the girl from the ring. Um, I don't think that I was actually in front of the camera. I think I did most of like the behind the camera, maybe some script writing um, and scene blocking, but I don't think I was in front of the camera at all. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, um, to answer my own question, because I feel like it, um, I'm going to say that like two scary movies really left their mark on me. One was Silence of the Lambs because I saw that movie way too young. Um, like now I love true crime stuff and all that jazz. And I know how much it like actually comes from real serial killers, but I specifically remember being in the living room in South Carolina and we were watching it in like, I mean, living in South Carolina and we were watching it in our entertainment room and it was like above the garage. I could tell you exactly where I was. Like there was a desk where I was sitting actually on the computer. My sister, who was four years older than me, she still is four years older than me. She uh, was at the TV watching Silence of the Lambs. And it was like one of those things where I couldn't avoid it because I wanted to be on the computer, like, you know, being a nerd. And um, I was just like- When you had to sit at one place for your computer, you couldn't just like pick it up and move it. Exactly. It was our desktop. It was the only thing. And I wanted to Google the internet, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. But she was watching over there and on another TV. I was just like, what the hell am I watching? This is not okay. I am too young. But um, I mean, she was old enough, but I wasn't. But so that was one thing. And then the second movie was the movie The Orphan, which I saw in college. And it combined like the two things that creep me out the most, which are children and evil things. <laughs> um, it has a bit of a plot twist. You know, can I spoil it for you, Francis? One hundred percent. Go ahead. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is your spoiler warning, everybody. If you don't want to hear what the orphan is and how it's been around for over a decade, and you still haven't seen it yet, you're holding out that little light to see it. This is your warning to skip, skip ahead, ahead. Thirty seconds. Just thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Basically, the ending of it is that the girl ends up being a 40-year-old woman who, uh, she has stretch marks on her neck, so she wears this little bow on it, and, like, she also tries to, like, fuck the dad and all that stuff, and then, like, This happened in real life recently. No, no, that's what I was like, that's, like, the biggest thing, that's, like, the, what the craziest thing is, is, or, like, it's the, 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 the lady who is doing that they adopted kids one of them was from the ukraine which i'm like yeah ukrainians and then the other but apparently the ukrainian is she thinks she's a 28 year old who also wasn't actually 11 and they haven't been able to prove or disprove the whole thing but it's like the most ridiculous thing because it actually came to life like right now hey everybody welcome back like during quarantine this news broke like this is new news (laughs) it's like brand new news so i'm like holy crap but i still remember watching that movie i was terrified like even on the cover of the movie but highly recommend sure if you want to watch it it's creepy enough but now i've got a really tough question for you francis and please realize that i will judge you for your answer um what did you use to collect candy back when you trick-or-treated before we get into that can i just ask you what your favorite halloween candy is oh good question um favorite halloween candy so like when i was trick-or-treating i actually loved tootsie rolls because they never really went like hard or any of that stuff like it never it lasted for a really long time compared to the other candies that you'd collect that day and so it was one of those ones that were like even later 
I was so glad I still had it collected it. So what about you? Um, I've always been a Reese's girl. I love some plain M&Ms. Like I'm, I have the worst sweet tooth. If you give me some chocolate, unless it has nuts in it, I will eat it. Don't, <laughs> don't ruin my chocolate with nuts, but like, uh, getting those little fun size Reese's and those fun size M&Ms sign me up. Full size though, all the way people, if you have, I mean, if you are rich full. and you go to those rich neighborhoods and you get the full size, hell yeah. Anyway, but not this year, not, not this, this year, year. any other year, this year, <laughs> but back any to my question. Year. So I can judge you. Uh, what did you use to collect candy back when you trick or treated? Um, I think I used bags a lot, but just for the nostalgia. And I know that I use these a handful of times, those buckets from McDonald's, mm. um, shout out to all the nineties kids that are listening. We know you're there. Um, and also shout out to the random McNugget toys that I, for the longest time thought were tater tots, even though McDonald's never gave out, had tater tots, but they had their little plastic costumes and they came in the happy meals. Oh, the oh such a good you thing. mean the chicken nuggets? <laughs> yes, the chicken nuggets that were Looked toys. like tater tots. <laughs> but they looked like tater tots to me for the longest time. And then like in the last 10 years, I realized they were McNuggets and not tater tots. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, the correct answer is always and will always be a pillow uh, case. A pillowcase is the perfect way to collect candy because it's huge for one. So if you don't have a big, if it's not that full, people don't, they feel bad for you. They start giving you more candy because they're like, oh, your bag doesn't look that full. Where if you have something that has a very set size, 100% they're like, oh, here's just two pieces. So that's one trick. The second thing is, is that you can hide the fruits of your labor in a pillowcase from your parents because they and forget how you used it and you can put it like up in your closet and then they don't really know where it was. So to all the kids listening to our fantastic podcast, because it's kid friendly, we don't say swear words like fucking shit, <laughs> but um, that's my advice to you is please use a pillowcase. But not this year. Not this year, next year. <laughs> this year, just go on Amazon and order with your parents' credit cards. Not this year either, though, because we need voting stuff. So don't use Amazon this year. Yeah, God that's damn. another thing. Amazon Prime Days are coming up, like, in the next two days. Don't do it. Avoid it. Don't wait. Just wait. Election mail is way more important. We got to get those mail-in ballots through. And we are worried that if you are all over Prime Day, y'all, I know the temptation of Amazon. It is there. But Jeff Bezos is nasty. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know how much yep. money he's made since we've all been living in this quarantine crap? So much money. Um, and two, we don't want to bog down the mail system more than it already is with election mail. So um, let's be kind to our USPS, the real boys in blue, and not order from Amazon Prime Day. We fully support you buying a vibrator after the election, though. So don't worry. We do not shame or any of that stuff. I know some people during COVID were like, I can't believe that this is an essential thing. Hell yeah, it's an essential thing. If a guy couldn't get, like, whack off, he would fully feel the same way. So sorry, I had to give that whole, like, take emails, care take care of yourselves, too, kind of situation there, because uh, it's not said enough either, and we're giving you all the PSAs today. It is Maybe we'll rename this PSA. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up with the names while we go, you guys. We don't have a producer, so it's us. We're, we're, we're spitballing right now. Enjoy. Um, so are we ready to get started? Yeah, so let's make this back into our uh, normal type of podcast. Let's go to a theory. 
let's get spooky. Um, so my theory is that the Halloween town that Jack Skellington lives in in Nightmare Before Christmas is the same Halloween town as Halloween Town featuring Marnie Cromwell starring the late and beloved and national treasure Debbie Reynolds. Ooh. I don't really remember uh, oh. that movie. I know the cover of it. I know it was always on the Disney Channel. And that's Highly what I remember the most. Go and watch it. I will. I will. After this. So you guys, this is completely candid. My reaction's live. So uh, Francis, you'll have to give us a little bit more of a synopsis to get us back into the mindset. So this theory started out very different. Kate sent me something on Instagram like two weeks ago that I was like, yes, let's, let me take this theory. Um, but in the middle of writing that shoddy theory, and maybe I'll come back to it, I was struck by inspiration for this one struck struck by inspiration like dramatically my brain the lightning in my brain went off and i was like yes this is the theory i need to tell the world if we ever do t-shirts can we ha please have one that says struck by inspiration yes all caps <laughs> i am so down for this t-shirt so uh, everybody look forward to that in the future so kate when was the last time you watched four halloween movies in one day because for me it was this week like I said, I couldn't even remember a Halloween movie when I knew I had to answer the question and I saw a list and I was like, oh yeah, I know a couple, but yeah, no, uh, you're the only one that can claim that fame. Um, so they're a bit of a serotonin hit um, when we all desperately need one and thanks to Disney Plus, we have a ton at our fingertips. Um, at least for me, because like I said, I'm not a scary movie person and I stick to the kid-friendly ones. Um, um in your research, did you watch Double Double Toil and Trouble with- uh, I did not. That is not on Disney Plus, but I highly recommend it. It's a good one. We love Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yes. And Elizabeth. Yes. All Elizabeth the Olsen is what the twins should have become. And they just were like, no, we're done. Peace out. We'll go become rich and just do fashion instead. And we'll just marry like the French president for a few years. Anywho, let's go. On to the theory. So this is straight from the Nightmare Before Christmas script. Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. So we know Jack Skellington is the pumpkin king of Halloween Town. Um, and it takes place in history, like a long time ago. Um, we're going to say at the advent of holidays, ignoring, you know, all of the religions that have created actual holy days, which turn into holidays. Anyway, um, so the creatures and characters we see throughout Nightmare are very similar. And even, even if they're a bit more scary, you know, like the monster under your bed and all that good stuff, um, they're similar to the characters that we see in Halloween Town from the Disney Channel original movie. We love a decom. Um, so sure. basically for Kate and anyone who also has not recently watched um, Halloween Town, Marnie is a 13 year old or she's 12. She's, it's her 13th Halloween. So she's 12. She's about to turn 13. And um, her grandmother comes to visit and we find out that her grandmother's a witch Shout out to, like I said, the incomparable Debbie Reynolds. We love you. 
We miss you. You are a national treasure still, as is your entire family, basically. Shout out to Billy Lord, who just had a baby. Anyway, okay. I swear. I'm sorry. (laughs) So Marnie finds out she is a witch. Her mom's a witch, but her mom married a mortal and moved to the mortal world and was like, no, 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 we're not going to be witches anymore. But Marnie, random things start happening that are magical and, you know, obviously we could go off on a theory about how Marnie should go to Hogwarts or Ilvermorny or wherever the fuck Ooh. we want to send her because she's a witch and she's 12. <gasps> That's not my theory, though. <laughs> this year. Maybe next year. Next year. Um, so Marnie and her siblings, she has a little brother and a little sister. Her little sister is very gifted. She has, like, a sensing she's like something bad is coming all the time and we're like Sophie slow your roll um and Dylan is like a non-believer because he's the brother and he has to be the man of the house and we're like whatever Dylan chill out you're not cool (laughs) um so Marnie visits her grandmother with her siblings and we find out there's this whole other world called Halloween Town and there's all these cast of characters the cab driver is a skeleton Hmm. I'm not saying it's Jack Skellington. I can't remember his name. It's like Al or Frank or something. It's not Jack Skellington, but it's not. But it's an homage. Who knows? Of anyway. course. Benny. His name is Benny. Benny? Good job. We love Google. Benny. Um, so we only see a handful of witches in Nightmare Before Christmas, and they don't look like the friendly type. But again, we're in the distant past. So maybe she was the first Cromwell witch in a long line of Cromwells. And as we know, the Cromwells of Halloween Town in the DCOM are much more recent since the first movie is set in the late 90s, 1998 to be exact. And we know this, we know that uh, Halloween Town 2 takes that further. We are in like, I think we're in 2000 when Halloween Town 2 comes out because Marnie has like a blog and she's talking about the internet all the time. And her Hmm. grandmother Aggie is like, you don't need the internet. And Marnie's like, yes, I do, grandma. Anyway. Um Real quick on that note, how do you think grandma's opinions would age with the with Halloween Town now that she was saying the internet doesn't matter nowadays? What would you think happened? Girl, I don't know. Everyone needs the internet now. Exactly. That was the correct answer. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. You were wrong. We know you're this all-seeing witch, but no. So my theory is that after Jack attempts to steal Christmas and fails, we know Santa visits Halloween Town. Jack saves him from Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie is like just this mess of bugs and nasty and they unravel him and he's gone. So Jack saves Santa from Halloween, from Oogie Boogie and Santa comes and provides snow to the people of Halloween town as a thank you. And I believe this started a long history of all the Halloween land, holiday lands inviting each other in and learning from each other because as we see in the very beginning of nightmare before christmas jack enters this um woods area and there's like saint patrick's day land and easter land and like all the hall all the holidays have their own little trees that you can walk into um so i think this just started a long history of the holiday lands living together and learning from each other in a time of prosperity at some point, we learn in Hall- Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Aggie tells Cal, Calabar's son, we all voted to create our own world so everyone could live in peace, referring to not, not 
visiting the mortals and the mortals can only mortal the mortal world and Halloween town can only like pass and see each other on Halloween. So at some point we see that the mortals were allowed in Halloween town, but I'm assuming from the other holiday lands like Christmas town. And at some point something happened. I don't know what I'm not going to speculate, even though this is basically all I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> Halloween Town shut itself off from mortals. I mean, clearly there's a little bit something different with Halloween Town versus Christmas Town has to have mortals. Like, what is Santa going to do? Just, like, make toys? He's not the North Pole. It's Christmas Town. I think I have a theory for that, to piggyback off your theory, because this is a piggyback episode. Uh, Rise of the Guardians happened. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yes, because that's also all about how they all are kind of like somewhat intertwined. And then there's also an evil boogeyman named Pitch Black in it. And so I could see it being where Halloween Town wanted to separate themselves from the risk associated with what happened in Rise of the Guardian. So I don't want to spoil that movie. It's really good. I will go watch that. Um, there you, we'll, we'll, we'll catch back up on this next next week or whenever we do our next episode. And you can tell us if Rise of the Guardians is the answer to Fills in my theory. I would love yes. that. So something happens. Halloween Town shuts itself off from mortals because they have a little bit more of the supernatural going on compared to the other holiday lands. And um, so all the holiday figures still get together on occasion, but for the most part, Halloween Town is kind of shut off. But as an ode to the start of all this change, Halloween Town created the giant jack-o'-lantern at the center of town to honor Jack Skellington and his legacy of cooperation between all of the holidays. Wow. That's my theory. I like it. I think it it is well-rounded when it comes down to the whole idea of like the homage in a way to Jack Skeleton in the middle and have it be where it's like, hey, we have to know where we came from, but at the same time, like, this is now what we have to do in order to protect ourselves because I feel like that's a tr- uh, a reasonable trend when it comes to like witchcraft. Any kind of witchcraft is all about like kind of protecting their legacy. And so they would have to be more, they'd be more vulnerable to opening up compared to others. So very nice. <laughs> Struck by inspiration. <laughs> Struck by inspiration. Wait for that to be on a t-shirt. You guys, it'll be there. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking there'll be a lightning bolt in the middle of it, but oh, for sure, we'll design that later. Anywho, uh, cool. Well, thanks for your theory, Francis. Um, we're filling in a blank for me. I'm gonna go watch, uh, not Guardians, yeah. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> it's a cartoon, so uh, it might. Uh, it's full circle because then it went back to Cartoon World. Yes. Sorry. Anywho, <laughs> all right. Well, now that we have a new theory that's spooky and Halloween themed, uh, let's go to our song game segment. So anyone that doesn't remember, or if this is your first podcast, uh, the whole idea of this is that I believe, and I've shared this with Francis, that every person when they're walking in their lives has a song that might be reflective of kind of the mood they're in. And Francis challenged me because once again, I have no idea what to think about with Halloween. Uh, to think about what's like a Halloween themed song. So it doesn't have to necessarily mean like, oh, this is exactly what's happening in my life. And if <laughs> when I say mine, if that was true, I think people would be really worried for me. So uh, 
I'm gonna let I'm Francis. I'm gonna let you go first. So, what song has kind of been defining your life right now? So, my favorite Halloween song is "This Is Halloween" from Nightmare Before Christmas, and um, part of that is because my favorite job that I ever had three years ago. We had a Halloween potluck. And one of our precious baby graphic designers, who's only like three years younger than us, but like just, he was the youngest of our group. He was my little brother. Love him. Shout out Trevor. Um, We were like, let's put on some Halloween music. And the graphic designers had like a Bluetooth boom box. And so Trevor went and got the little Bluetooth boom box and brought it in and looked for Halloween music and was playing This Is Halloween but he didn't realize there were other Halloween songs in the world and it just kept playing on loop and we were in there and it played like maybe three times before we were like, this is a really long song. What are we listening to? And Trevor was like, Oh, I just put it on repeat. And we're like, Trevor. However, um, I'm going to say a few years ago and I know that's not true. Um, they released a version of the soundtrack uh, from Nightmare Before Christmas with current singers and bands. And Marilyn Manson, who I've already mentioned a song of his on here, um, did This Is Halloween, and it just adds to this creep factor, and I love it. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Kate? Um, so I like want like my Halloween knowledge, my song Halloween song knowledge is more like Trevor's where it's like, oh, let's just play this one song that we find that's like at the top rank. And so I Googled it again. And um well I, I found that a lot of them were coming from Nightmare Before Nightmare Before Christmas and everything like that. Uh the one that actually I like was like, that's actually a kind of fun song is somebody's watching me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's such a creepy song. It really and if is. you watch the music video, it's even creepier. So that's why I said, don't, don't read into this. It's not on my current <laughs> life. But it was the thing where like, when I read it, I was like, somebody's watching me. It like just got stuck in my head. So I was like, oh yeah, that's the song that like for right now is like perfect because I feel like that's like. Right now, there's a lot of things that get stuck in our heads. And so I wanted to go with a song that I was that's, like, got stuck in my worm. head. That's an earworm exactly. for sure. Exactly. So I always think of that when my dog is watching me eat. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime a dog does anything, like, yeah, they just love watching us. Good God. But, <laughs> yep. So that was my song. So if you want to find our songs, don't forget we have them on our Spotify playlist that Frances is managing and she has another Spotify playlist that you might want to ask her about. You can find her on Instagram and stuff. My my random high school. (laughs) High school dance playlist. Yes. Cause uh, we all need to relive Frances's high school days. I mean, y'all are going to think I'm crazy because it's got like good golly Miss Molly. Also rest in peace, little Richard and like Beck, I'm a loser. And like y'all, it runs the gamut of genres. It's crazy. Wow. Well, (laughs) All right. So thank you for joining us for our third real episode and the first time that we've successfully recorded two months in a row. Uh, what did you guys think about Francis's theory? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have more proof or another movie that she should watch uh, on top of the one that I've already given her homework for? Um, anyways, if you have another theory, like you, let's, let's keep the conversation going. We do have a Twitter at, at pod theory or send us a line from our website theorythepod.com we still own the domain you guys uh we started a play that playlist that i've talked about with all the songs that we've discussed so you can find probably francis's two Marilyn manson songs now 
Um, and we have our link for that is in our about section. Um, we're also on Instagram at theory, the pod, and we look forward to continuing this dialogue with you guys in future episodes. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, and most other podcast platforms. I am still working to get us on iTunes. I had an email and then just ignored it from iTunes. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> if you've enjoyed what you've heard today or in our other episodes, please tell a friend. That is how we are relying on getting our podcast out there is word of mouth. Um, we really appreciate you sending the link to our website or whichever platform you're listening on. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We still don't have a Facebook. Um, and please wait, rate and review us in the words of our favorite podcast, Binge Mode, five stars only. That also helps get the word out about our podcast, and we appreciate it more than you know. This episode is hosted by Kate Chura and Francis Key. Theory is produced by Kate Chura and Francis Key. Theory is edited by Francis Key, and sound effects are provided by Anchor. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye!